I'm amazed when we're in a series like this where we've been talking about screen time and, and uh, every week and I see people, uh, matter of fact, here's one of the funny things. I see people immediately get on social media after church because I'm on it. And what are we saying? Oh, it was a great message. It was so convicting. But we're on social media talking about how convicting the message was, right? Isn't that kind of crazy, right? And, uh, and, and so when, when we operate with these screens in our hands, like for everything, like, right, this is everything, like this is, like you can do everything right here. And if some of you know me, you have my number, don't tell. I turn my phone off because I don't trust you, okay? Uh, so I've already remedied that whole thing, all right? Uh, I see Alex in the front row. Sorry, bro, it's off. Uh, but here's the thing. What happens is we get so caught up, and so we've talked about the time, and we've talked about how we need to honor people, and, uh, you know, with our, with our stuff, you know, and, and, and all this. And today, Today we've saved like this crazy thing for the last because one of the things that we have to recognize that in our world today, that what this has allowed us is all kinds of shameful, disgraceful, disturbing, sinful patterns. And I'm not talking about your usage, I'm talking about the things you're looking at. I'm talking about pornography. I'm talking about the, 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 uh, the advancement of sin in our lives, that it's so easily, the sin that so easily besets you, according to the scripture, and so often what it is, is it's sinful, it's, it's sexual in nature. And it's, what it's doing is it's changing your mind. It's, 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 it's making a square peg fit into a round hole. God says, look, this whole idea of sex was, was for marriage. And, and, and then we get unhappy in marriage. You know why you're unhappy? It's not because of the lack of sex. It's because you have sinful patterns. Like this is what's happening. But then we, then we point fingers and we say it's because of this. Or we say it's, it's my life. I can do what I want with it. But the problem is, is it's reshaping you. And then and now all of a sudden this square peg's getting pounded into this round hole. And eventually I want you to know that that square peg is going to fit. It's going to make it into the round hole. It's just the fact that it's going to be scarred and it's going to be damaged and it's going to be maimed and it's not going to look the way it was supposed to look. And that's exactly what happens in our lives with sin in the area of sexual matters. What happens is you don't look the way you're supposed to look. You don't act the way you're supposed to act. You begin to buy into to lies that the devil wants you to believe. And next thing you know, all you're doing is pointing the finger because it's everybody else's fault. And yet you're losing your family, you're losing your marriage, you're losing your kids. I'm convinced that we're more concerned about politics than we are about the sinful patterns in our own lives. We want to uh, argue and complain uh, about what we think this country should be doing or this country or the invasion uh, in Ukraine and we need to be praying and all those things. Yes, because all those things matter. But can you not forget the fact that the devil is after you? He's coming after you, man. And he, and he wants to destroy your life. Check this out in Proverbs chapter 14. It says this. It says there's a way of life that looks harmless enough. There's a way of life that looks harmless enough, but it says, look again, it leads straight to hell. And I'm convinced that many, many, many people are on that path. And I would even venture to say that many supposed Christian people are on that path. Your life is looking 
for something and then you're not finding it and you keep searching, you're not finding it and you say you're a Christian but, 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 but then there's not fruit of, of this in our lives and it goes on and says, sure, those people appear to be having a good time but all that laughter will end in what? What's it say? In heartbreak. And I, I think we're living in a total culture of heartbreak. I think we see it, man. I think we work with people. I think we are those people, right? If you can't think of somebody at work, it's probably you, right? And this is what's happening in, in our lives. You know, I, I'm looking up all these things this week. My, our filters here at the church were probably going nuts, and I'm getting blocked left and right, and it's like I'm searching all these pornography, uh, not sites, but I'm searching statistics, all right? And, uh, and they say, like, you have a 300% chance, more likely chance that you'll have an affair because you look at pornography, you want to destroy your family? Go live the fantasy life, right? Because that's exactly what it is. It's the fantasy life, right? And, and, and this, is the, this is the rub. First Peter 5, it says this, stay alert. Stay alert, it says. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. It says stay alert. Pay attention, Stay alert. It's like, don't go, go to sleep on it. Don't think for a second that this isn't going to affect your life in a negative way. Don't think for a minute that just because you're alone and nobody's going to be able to see what's on your screen, promise you this, that it's destroying your heart. Now, I got to pause and say everything's not just about pornography today because we live in a world where, where everything is so tantalizing. We have clickbait and all these kinds of things. And one minute you're, you're reading a news article and the next, re- next minute you're looking at somebody in a bikini, you know, kind of thing. It's like, well, but it was a news article, right? And, and, and so what's happened? And what happens is we indulge ourselves with our phones and, and, we, and we watch these, we, uh, what do you call it? What do you, what do you call it? What do you call it when you, uh, uh, when you watch a bunch, of, uh, a bunch of shows in a row? What do you call it? Binge watch, that's exactly it. Not that Alex knows anything about it, but binge watch, that's exactly it. You know, kind of, we binge watch. And what's the, so your lunchtime and you're catching up on your, your favorite Netflix show. That's, that, that I'm, I'm not trying to be a prude in this, but listen, when you're, when you're watching stuff that is sexual in nature, right? Like we have these shows like uh, uh, um, um, Bachelor, Bachelor, and Bachelorette. And, and then I, I love Christian people because they're like, oh, no, I really love the Christian person on there. <laughs> and I'm telling you, listen, man, we have been into a fantasy. There's not a guy in here that doesn't live in the flesh that's not like, I'd like 15 women to choose from. Like, that's a crazy concept. And then we sit there, and, and, and maybe even as, as a wife, you're sitting there, and you're watching this, and I want you to know it's not good for your husband, and it's not good for you either. It's not. And, I'm, and if you know me, I am not the prude, man, all right? I'm telling you, man, right? Like, but I want you to understand, like, we've been, we, we, we tasted, we, we taste, and then these thoughts are in our head. And now all of a sudden, something's not right in our marriage. And it's like, what do we, we picture ourselves, and this is the fantasy where we picture ourselves being that bachelor, having all these options. But there's nothing about the life of faith that is about options. It's about, choose, the option is choose Jesus or live in sin, right? And we get trapped into all of this. And, and so in our, in our screens, you know, we're, we're looking, we have this, we have this like uh, uh, sinful pattern that takes place. And I, and I just read from 1 Peter uh, you know, 5.8, but I want you to write this down in your outline. I want you to write down that, that, that sin will haunt you and hunt you 
until it hurts you. Sin will haunt you and hunt you until it hurts you. I mean, we're reading in First Peter about this, this lion, man. Go to this, go to this next slide right here. And what we don't even understand sometimes, is there a picture on the next slide? Yeah, right there. Like, what we don't understand is this is our everyday life. This is the devil right here, man. And he's quiet. I've been on a safari. I've, 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 been, in, I've been on a lot of safaris in Africa. Uh, I, I've watched this happen in real life. What goes from a moment, a few moments, a lot of moments, where that guy can sit there in that position and not even move. You're not even sure he's breathing. And the prey is out there just going about their business, their everyday life, right here, right? Not paying attention because we're not looking at our surroundings because we're watching this, right? Here we are, right? And then all of a sudden, man, go to the next slide. It's like, it's on, it's on, and guess what? Guess what? You're still watching. You're still looking, right? The ground around you's moving. Something's happening. You don't even know what's going on. You're, you're engulfed in sin, right? And then, and then go to the next slide, and then all of a sudden, pow! It's got you. And can I just tell you this? In your spiritual life, this is how some of you are living. You've been captured, and you're, you're still like, no, man, everything's good. No, I'm fine. No, 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 no. looking at some pornography, it doesn't affect me in any kind of negative way. No, 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 no. And you're in the grasps. You're in the grasps of the devil. And, he, and, and, and he's latched on to you in this whole thing. You know, I, I, I think about this. You can write this down in your outlines that the grass is always greener where you water it, right? Yeah. Anyway, we always say it's greener, you know. Uh, it's greener where you water it. But then I got to thinking, you know, we've been in this drought and all this kind of stuff. And you know how people, people have been doing this thing where they paint their lawn? You've seen that, right? Some of you have done it. That's great. Thank you for conserving water, all right? You know, I, like, I'm not putting this down. But, but the thought came to my mind. Go to this next picture here. And uh, the thought came to my mind, it's like, can I just tell you, in this picture, this is the same lawn, there's just a stripe down the middle, right? Like, this is dead. Now, you can go to church, you can, like, even show up for a Bible study, you can wear a Christian shirt, right? Uh, you can post scripture on social media every day, and you can still be dead in sin, you can paint it however you want to paint it. You can make it look green, man, because I can quote a scripture, uh, because, I, because I posted, whatever. You can do whatever you want, but the reality is, if you're living in sin, you're jacked up. You're trapped, right? And so we live so much of our life trying to make something dead look alive. And what Jesus says, it's only through him that you can have life. Right, and, and that's the beauty. So, so check this out in John chapter 10. You'll see it on your outline. It's up here on the screen. It's John chapter 10. It says this. It says that the thief, the thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and destroy. And, uh, and in the context of this passage, we're talking about shepherds and uh, shepherds attending, you know, their flock and all that. And, and so, so uh, you know, if you'll read back, you'll, you'll just get this big picture, right? 
But I want you to know, like this is what, this is what sin does. We're intrigued by these bikini pictures or these, these, um, uh, the, these chick flicks, right? Chick flicks, you know, sometimes when we talk about these subjects, we feel like we're always on the mend, but, but then we have these chick flicks where, where our, you know, that's, I don't know why we call them chick flicks because we think women are more sensitive to men. I'm not convinced that's truly the case across the board, but, but here's what I want you to understand is that sometimes our heart, our heart when our heart kind of goes pitter-patter, you know what I'm saying? You, your heart ever gone pitter-patter before? No? I don't have a better word right now, man. Help me out, right? Right? When your heart goes pitter-patter, man, you know, it's like, it's like this, this, this beautiful ending to this movie, right? You know, and they, they got reacquainted again, and, and we just kind of melt. But what we don't even pay attention to is the fact that, that they're both married. They just got reacquainted and then they fell in love, but they're both married and our hearts going pitter patter because it's such a beautiful ending to a movie and yet it's sin. And we buy it, right? Like we watch it. We're just like, oh my gosh, that was, oh, that was so great, right? You know, kind of thing. Are you kidding like we justify our actions in these, in these sorts of things. And what we don't realize is, is the thief, the one who doesn't want to pay attention, like the shepherd takes care of his sheep. The shepherd, shepherd fights off bad things, right? For his sheep and protects his sheep. So when the thief comes in to do something wrong to the sheep, And what, what are we doing? Egging it on? Like we're inviting it? Listen, what, listen to these words here. Which, which, one, which one is your favorite? Which one do you want to happen in your life? You steal, kill, or destroy? Which one of those are you going to sign up for, right? Right? And what happens is, 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 is we, we, we have our hope and our joy stolen from our lives because of what, what so often happens on these phones. Our dreams are killed. Our dreams of, of, of family and raising our kids, they, 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 they end up being killed because we, we hide in sin and we allow the fantasy life to somehow become reality for us and yet that's impossible. Fantasy can't be reality. And somehow or another, what, what, what we're up against is this crazy battle, but then we justify it because we need it, because we do everything for our business on here. And this is how we communicate with everybody, right? And the reality is sometimes we just need to get rid of these things. Like, can I just tell you, the scriptures talk about it, if your eye offends you, pluck it out, if your hand cuts it off, and it's not telling you to go cut a hand off, man, that'd be messy, and we don't want to deal with that today. But can I tell you, if this is your problem, then you need to get rid of it. Now, there are, there are, there are things you can put on your phone. There's accountability partners. But I got to tell you, I've been accountability partners for so many people over the years. And next thing you know, you just don't get reports anymore. Right? Oh, no, 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 I'm good now. Right? Oh, you're not. You're not. You see, back in the day, man... It, it, it's amazing that, let me just pause and say this. Pornography, pornography makes so much money that, that uh, so many billions of dollars a year that, that even like the NFL and the NBA and Major League Baseball and all the sports together don't make as much money as pornography. Do you know during the pandemic, 
Uh, there's pornography sites that, that basically open it up from being paid to being free because people were stuck at home. And the devil just fished us, just baited us. And some of you bought into it. You had all that extra time at home, working from home. Business, business video meeting going on here, pornography over here. And people justify this kind of stuff. Pornography used to be a predominant struggle for men. And yet now they say some 40 plus percent of women struggle with pornography. It's because we buy into these concepts of loneliness. We buy into these concepts of, uh, of, of uh, not just being lonely, but what, what about bitterness? Now all of a sudden we're bitter. We're bitter in our relationships. And so somehow that opens up a door for these sinful patterns. But we don't find the help and the hope that we need through Jesus Christ, the idea of, of repentance and forgiveness and, and, and such. We just continue to, 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 to feed this obsession in our life. And it's a trap. And so the thief, when he comes to steal, kill, and destroy, we're not even shocked anymore. So much of our world lives in defeat. People are always kicking the rocks, man. Woe is me. Right? Paint, painting the dead grass green, making it all look good. Here's what I love in this passage in John 10.10. 10. When Jesus says this, he says, but I've come that they may have life. And this, this, is, this is what I was getting at first thing coming out here today, man. Like this is the good, this is the good news right here. He says, he says, I've come so that they may have life. And check this out. He says, and, and that they may have it more abundantly. <laughs> Can I tell you that whenever you buy into something that is not God's plan, like you are cheating yourself, you're cheating those around you, you're cheating your family, you're robbing yourself. You've allowed the thief to come in to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus says, look, but I've got a better plan, man, the good shepherd. Jesus, I've got, a, I've got a great plan for your life. Matter of fact, I created you with this plan and purpose in mind. And you know what? It's going to take surrender. Now, I've said this before, but, you know, back in the day, uh, you know, movies, you know, uh, cops would be chasing a bad guy, right? And they'd always run down a, a dark alley, right? You always knew they were running down a dark alley. And what's going to be at the end of the alley? It's something to block it, right? A block wall, right? A fence, a block wall, whatever, Right? And they'd come down that alley and then they'd tell him, freeze, we got you, you know. And, and the guy, you know, he's stuck. And so what did he do? Man, he, he put his hands up. Right? But that's the way movies used to always be. TV shows used to always be. This is, this is what it was. It was this picture of surrender. And, and, and I liken it to these moments in worship where fun, something just clicks in our hearts, man, where we're just like in that same, same position of surrender. It's like you got me. You got me. And I can't imagine, man, if the cops are chasing me, and, and you know, I don't know this. I've, I've not been chased by cops. Maybe some of you have. We can talk later. Uh, but uh, uh, and if it was recent, we really need to talk. But, uh, but, 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 but I can't imagine in that moment, like, that feels good, right? You know, you're, you're caught, right? Uh, that, that moment where, where, where you're, you're, you're looking at your phone, you're looking at, looking at inappropriate things on your phone, and then somebody comes around and catches you. 
in that moment. Like that moment doesn't feel good of being caught. But Jesus says this. He says, I've come so that they have life and that they may have it more abundantly because he says this, surrender is a good thing. Like when you surrender to God, there's a peace that goes with this. Right? There's a peace that the scriptures say surpass all human understanding. Right? And so all of a sudden, man, this is a good place to be. And I want to ask you, when was the last time you were in that good place? When you're in that good place. So I, I just want to give you guys some, uh, some simple uh, action, I guess, today. Some action steps. Because here's the reality. Um, we can sit and talk for hours and hours about the sinful patterns that, that we, can, we can and have brought into our lives. Can I just tell you, if you're struggling with this stuff, uh, it's not just affecting you. Don't lie to yourself. It's affecting everybody around you. It affects the way you, you work. It affects your families. It affects your marriage, your relationship. It affects your children. You're like, how does it affect my kids? They don't know. Ugh. Listen, uh, statistics are huge, man. The earlier we're putting these things in our kids' hands, the earlier they're being exposed to pornography. The earlier we put these things in our kids' hands, and I know we all have reasons why we put these things in our kids' hands, the earlier they're being exposed to these sinful patterns. And it wouldn't be super common that kids look at this stuff and go, hey, mom and dad, check it out. I found some really cool naked people. What are they going to do? They're going to hide with it. And they're going to create a pattern in their life that's going to become destructive. And the problem is, for all of us, that pattern becomes destructive in the fact that we begin to act on it. We begin to act out on it. When we sing a song, man, about, you know, like, like this, this is a battle, right? It's like, it's like I'm surrounded, but, but I'm surrounded by God, and that's the good news. See, the, the, the thief wants to come and steal, kill, and destroy. That's us being surrounded. But he says, but I'm surrounded by you. He says, I want to come and give you life, and not just life, but the greatest life you could ever dream up. So what's the best, greatest life you could dream up? Something you can watch on here and get away with? Or this? Moment of freedom. This life of freedom that you can live and you can be free from these harmful and destructive behaviors. First Peter chapter 2 says this. It says, dear friends, it says, uh, I, I warn you as temporary residents and foreigners, He's saying, hey, look, man, you're not even, even long-termers here in this world. He said, you're temporary residents and foreigners. He says this, to keep away from worldly desires that wage war, that wage against your very souls, right? To keep away from worldly desires that wage against your very souls. Like, that's one of those scriptures. Like, if I was you, I'd probably get my pen real quick. You know, there's pens laying on the chairs. I don't know if you know that's what they're for. But uh, if you'll pick one up, and use it, and I'd like underline that. Because it's critical for our, for our minds to understand and our hearts to understand. Like, like 
you know, like, like we are being told, right, to keep away from worldly desires that wage against your very soul. And so write this down, number one in your outline, write it down, is that you need to keep away from worldly desires. You've got to keep away from worldly desires. You can't allow worldly desires to coexist in your life and your thought patterns. Those things need to be put to rest. This is why it's so critical that, that we, that we uh, you know, confess and, and, and work towards this all together, right? John, 1 John uh, chapter 1 and verse 8, it says this, that we claim, we claim we have no sin. We're only fooling ourselves and not living in truth. He says, but if we confess our sins to him, to God, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. That's another good one, like all wickedness, right? He says, if we claim we've not sinned, we're calling, we're, we're calling out you know, ourselves a liar and, and showing that God's word has no place in our hearts. Listen, the beautiful thing is this, is that today you may have walked in here a person who is trapped in sin, you may walk in here a person that actually feels dirty because of the things you looked at last night or even this morning, and you just did the green grass. You're here, man. You're just painting the dead grass green. That's why you're here today, man. You're just painting the dead grass green, man, because check it out. Look at me. All's good, man. My family, we're going to church together, and we're going to go get food afterwards. Like, this is good, man. We're even going to hang out and watch some baptisms, right, kind of thing. And all is good because, man, we painted our dead grass green. Or in this very moment, you can confess your sins to God. And the scriptures tell us that he's faithful and just and he'll forgive you of your sins and he'll cleanse you from all, every, all unrighteousness. And unrighteousness is that idea. Unrighteousness, right, is, is what's against, what's, what goes against God, right? So, so what we're talking about today goes against God. Just so, you're, just so we're clear. If you're engaging in looking, whether it's on your phone or any other method, if you're engaging in sexual sin, right, like I want you to know that goes against God. There is no way around it. There's no way to justify it. It is destroying your life from the inside out. And he says, thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I want to give you what? The greatest life you could ever dream up. And we'd be happy with a good life. And he says, that's not good enough for my sheep. He says, I'm the good shepherd. I've got better for you. Right? And so we've got we've to be able to confess. And that's what I want you to write down. Uh, you know, the second thing is that you just need to, to, I think I jumped out of order. I did. I totally did. Number three, just write number three and I'll go back to number two. Sorry, I'm all wound up, man. Woo. All right. <laughs> Dang, that coffee's killing me right now, man. Listen, number three is confess your sins to God. That's a good one, man. But now we're going to go back to number two because it was good too, right? 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 Hebrews chapter four, check this one out. Woo, buckle up, all right? This one says this, that the word of God in Hebrews four, the word of God is alive and powerful. It's sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, right? It says cutting between the soul and spirit, between the joint and marrow. What is he saying? It's getting into the tiniest of places, the tiniest of all the hiding places possible. It says it's getting there, right? And listen what it says. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. It goes on and says nothing in all creation is hidden from God. 
Nothing. You hear that? Nothing is hidden from God. You can hide things from people for a while, but let me tell you, your sins will find you out, right? And it says this. It says, everything is naked and exposed before his eyes, and he is the one to whom that we are accountable. Can I tell you, there's this interesting Greek term that talks about when we're naked and exposed. And it literally, it literally carries the connotation of like, like when, you know, if you, if you fillet a fish, you cut it, right? You cut it down the middle, you fillet it. And it literally, the Greek, this Greek term literally means that we're naked and exposed to God. And it just got done saying, right, the word of God, it's sharper than any two-edged sword, and it cuts to the narrowest and the tiniest of spots in our lives, right? And this is what he's saying. Nothing is hidden from God. Nothing is hidden from God. And don't make that something that you're afraid of. Make that something that makes you free. That you surrender, man. You got me. You got me. And it feels good. To be gotten. And so write this down. Number two, which should have been number anyway, never done it. Just write it down, man. Is that we need to give up. Just give up and let Jesus take over, right? Give, there's nothing cute about this, man. Just give up. Just surrender, right? Done. Done. We can't keep doing this, right? Just be done. And then the last one here, check it out. James chapter five, it says this. Therefore, confess your sins to each other. So we just got done talking about confessing our sins. He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, James five says, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Can I tell you something? You can't do this alone. You, you cannot do this alone. You don't get to just hide in your closet and, and confess and be like, okay, all is good. I'm good now. I'm done with pornography. You can't. It's going to continue to destroy you, right? Because you're all alone. We need each other, man. We need, we need brothers and sisters in our lives to help us. It says the prayer of the righteous man is powerful and effective, I need people in my life that are stronger than me, that know Jesus more intimately than I do, to be praying for me. I had, I had men and, and, and even women today come, come and, and some, some came in my office and prayed over me. Others were texting me and praying for me. I was grateful that my pastors, our friends that are in Israel right now, they're sending me texts this morning before they lay in their head on pillows to go to sleep, praying for my, because this is one of those messages that I'm like, really, I get the pornography message? Really? I can't be like, hey, you guys should be respectful to one another online, <laughs> you know? Don't be mean, you know, kind of thing. And it's like, no, let's save pornography for the end. We'll be out of the country. It'll be good, right? <laughs> yeah, you know? Let's give it to Kev, man, sucker, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> Can I tell you something? Laugh, 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 because I love to, because it's the only way sometimes I don't cry. Because this is destructive, and it's destroying your life, it's destroying your family, it's destroying God's church. And it's keeping you from living out the plans that God has for your life. Look, man, write it down. Number four, include others into your journey of healing. Include others. We need each other, and I told you guys, for the men, I told you battle zone starting up. Man, get online, sign up for it. 
Just write it on your connection card. I don't know, man. We'll contact you. We'll get you going. I went through Battle Zone and I learned some tools in my life probably eight years ago, 10 years ago, that I still use today. And I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for those five guys that I got to do Battle Zone with. And we have, we have men and women, they're here, here, they're willing to pray with you. But listen, if this is your struggle, you can't walk out of those doors without sharing with somebody today. You need to walk out of these doors free. You can't live in bondage. You can't go get back in your car and go fake it another day. You're losing the battle. You don't have a grip. You lost it. Trust Jesus. Now, the reality is for some of you today, you don't even know who Jesus is and you're just like, I don't know, man. If there's somebody who will forgive me, I want to know him. Because you're carrying a heavy load. And he's made it as simple as possible. He just says, hey, come to me. All you who are heavy burdened, man, he says, I'll give you rest. He didn't make it complicated. He says, if you're living a fantasy life, I want to give you a real life. And in a minute, I'm going to pray. I'm going to talk to God because that's what we do, man. And if you've never accepted Jesus Christ in your life, you just need to pray and talk to God. You need to confess your sins to him. We already read he's faithful and just to forgive you of all your sins. You've got to confess him. You say, well, if he knows everything, why do I have to confess him? Trust me, you need to confess him. You need to restate so you realize the pit that you're living in that he's about to bring you out of. <laughs> so you can pray and you can invite Jesus Christ into your life to forgive you of your sins and become your Lord and Savior. We've got men and women over here in the prayer lounge willing to pray with you and answer any questions you might have. For some of you, you know Jesus. You've been faking it for years. You've been painting the dead grass green for years. Don't walk out those doors today still in bondage. Don't do it. Don't leave here the same person that you walked in as. Because God's got a huge plan for your life, man. And he wants you to surrender to him. And so I'm going to pray right now. We're going to close this time out. We're going to be doing communion today together. If you're online, I'll give you an opportunity to grab some, some sort of juice and cracker or something. Um, for those of us, you've got, there's baskets, I think, around your chairs, underneath your chairs or something. You can pass those down the aisles. But can I just tell you, don't let this cup, don't, don't, don't let this cup distract you right now. Listen to me. I probably blew that. Listen to me. <laughs> Listen to me. Okay. Don't allow this cup to be your green paint. You get me? Don't allow this cup to be your green paint. If you need time, you take time, you confess your sins, and then you honor Jesus. I'll be back out in a minute to, to do communion together. Father, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your forgiveness. 
God, we're living in a destructive world, man, that's heavy and we're in a battle for our lives, for our families. And God, I just pray that you'll help each one of us right now. I pray for those that don't know you as their Savior, that right now they're, they are talking to you, confessing their sins, and inviting you to come into their life to guide them and lead them as their Savior, as their good shepherd. And for the men and women sitting here that have known you for years, Lord Jesus, I pray that there's a pure heart. I pray that they are living their best life because of you. That they're not taking advantage of sinful patterns and simplicities. That they're walking the complicated route the one that says, I just need to lift my hands and surrender to you. God, help us not to believe lies today, but help us to trust you with everything we have. And we praise you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.